Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. Aziel, not Aziel, Aziel. Ozzy? Ozzy. But not as in Osborne, but Ozzy. Gotcha. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And with the help of the Lord, I would like to first tell you a joke. (laughs) So there was a lady that was, she loved the Lord. And she was always facing things in her life. Isn't that how it is? You love the Lord, but you're always facing things in your life. And you're like, am I doing this right? And she was short on food, and, and, and her neighbor didn't know Jesus, but her neighbor knew that she didn't have any food. He knew, you know, your neighbors know all kinds of stuff about you. So, well, I don't tell them, but they can hear you if you're loud enough through your wall. Anyway, if you live in an apartment. Why do they call them apartments if they're together, right? But they can hear you. So, but she was a Christian, and she would always go out and open her windows and open her front door, and she would just thank God for the food. And the man would go and look and there'd be no food. And he could like look in in her fridge when she'd open it, no food. And uh, she would just continue to thank God. So one day this man's like, I don't know God, I'm gonna play a trick on this woman. So he goes and buys a bunch of food. I mean, a pile of food. I mean, we're talking like, you know, the Costco where you got the shopping carts. They even have larger shopping carts at Costco. You ever realize that? Like, where did you get these things? Texas? I mean, they're like, oh. I wish I'd have a seat on the airline like that. It's like, no, I want the costco size seat on the airline where you can actually sit down and recline more than 2.75 inches. Amen. That'd be awesome. Like, costco needs to start an airline, okay? So she would say, God, thank you for the food. And so he, uh, in the early part of the morning, set off a car alarm. No, he, in the early part of the morning... He brought all of his food and staged it on her front porch and then went and hid in the bushes. And she came out and she's like, looked around, you know, began to pick through the stuff and it, uh, then just began to lift up her hands and say, God, thank you for the food. God, you're so good. And the man came out of the bushes and pointed his finger and he said, God didn't pay for that food. I did. And the lady didn't skip a beat. She goes, God, thank you for this food and thank you for making the devil pay for it. (laughs) But you know, that's what I like to speak on today is a new soundtrack. A new soundtrack. And you see, in the Bible, it talks about actually speaking to ourselves, but it's not talking about talk, is it? Because it says, speak into yourself in psalms. Those are songs. And hymns. H-Y-M-N-S. Those are songs. It's like that one old lady, right? She had given a bunch to the church and the preacher said, well, you've given a great offering. Stand up. And it was an older lady, so she kind of stood up in the back and he said, I want you to choose three hymns. And she goes, she comes up to the, the pulpit and she looks out of the congregation. He goes, him, him, and him. But a hymn is a song. Right? And you only get one, right? And spiritual songs. 
singing and making melody. So the Bible says it's really not talking about just speaking to ourselves, but it's about music in our heart, isn't it? Making melody in your heart to the Lord. And a new soundtrack, you know, soundtracks are catchy. I remember this brother and I, you know, we came out of like a Target or a, or a Walmart or something. And they play those like that worldly 80s music, but they don't play the lyrics. It's called Muzak, right? So they just, you play the tune. And we're walking out and he's humming it. And I don't know what tune it was, but after a while he realized that he was humming this old worldly song and he was like, <laughs> and then he stopped. But you know that music is, it sticks in there, doesn't it? It's like, what do fishermen what kind of music do fishermen listen to? Something catchy, right? But you know, the music is like that. It's more than just the words. If you read a poem, it's like no big deal. But when you read song lyrics, it ex if you've heard the song, it just kind of explodes. How do I know? Well, my daughter, you know, we, 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 we and it's in there. It gets in those kids. So I, my daughter comes to church. My daughter, you know, listens to Christian music because she's forced to, because I do. And she's repeating it, and she comes home from public school. And she says, don't break my heart, my achy, breaky heart. And I was like, really? I mean, that's a mullet song from the, 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 the right? What do you call a mullet for a guy who's bald? It's a bullet, right? Amen. Well, a female mullet is a mullet. But anyway, so... It's catchy, and these kids go to school, and they get this song in their mind. Why? Because the teacher plays it, and it's just one or two times, and it sticks in there, and it becomes a soundtrack. Well, you know, it's important for us, not serving God, the Bible said a soundtrack is important in your life. Now, in, in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19, Paul begins to call to record the importance of having the right thing on the inside. And now it's interesting because when you, uh, the first thing that I'd like to talk about is a victorious song. And this is where I got, I got this message when I was reading Exodus chapter 15. And there was a guy named Moses. And it said in Exodus chapter 15 and verse 1, then sang Moses. Moses was a singer. It was like MTV, right? Moses television. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song to the Lord. Wow, so it didn't start in Ephesians. It started way back there in Exodus chapter 15. And spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord. For he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. And now... He wasn't speaking this. We're reading the lyrics, but Moses was singing this song. This was a song that not only he sang, but he taught it to Israel that they would have a soundtrack in their mind when things weren't going right on the outside. They could remember what God had done on the inside. And then he said in verse 2, The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He's my God. And I will prepare him in habitation, my father's God, and I will exalt him. Isn't that what we need in our life when things go crazy is a victory song? We need a victory song. Why? Because when things go sideways in our life, not that that's ever happened to you, but just someone else next to you, right? Touch your neighbor and say, it's you, not me. No, just don't do that. <laughs> but we've all faced that, haven't we? And when things go crazy, what happens to your soundtrack? You know, sometimes our soundtrack changes, doesn't it? It's not a victory song. We start singing Linda Ronstadt. 
Linda Ronstadt? You're no good, you're no good, you're no good. Baby, you're no good. And it's a loop, right? Have you ever heard it? I think I'll say it again. You're no good. And you know, oh, is that not me? Yes, I remember my daughter, she got frustrated and she said something like, I'm not smart, I'm no good. Well, what, you know, people say that on the outside, but really, they get frustrated and we get frustrated and it begins to go on the inside. It's not the abundance of the heart, the Bible said. The mouth speaks, so what we need to do We need a victory song. We need to remember what God has done. You see, a victory song is not composed of our circumstances. It's composed of what God has done. And you see, Moses in chapter 15 was singing a song based on the events that happened in Exodus chapter 14. Well, what happened? Well, they had come out of Egypt with a mighty hand and God had executed all of these plagues on the gods of Egypt. Man, I'm thankful that Jesus did that. When he died on the cross, he executed vengeance. He executed judgment on all of the power of the prince and the power of the air, all of the principalities, everything that would exalt himself against him. And Jesus triumphed on the cross saying, it is finished. And he had a victory on the cross of Calvary. But you see, Moses, when he led the people to... uh, brink of a a sea and there was nowhere to go and the Egyptians were coming and Moses didn't know what to do he goes um stand still and see the salvation of the Lord you know he's like I guess I don't know and God said what are you crying to me for he said speak to the children of Israel that they move forward you know it's like that's impossible right preacher I mean we, we did some YMCA swimming classes but most of the people don't know how to swim in the open water They didn't bring our water wings and our navy hasn't been built until Solomon, right? No, but it said that sometimes, you know, that when God speaks to us, we need to trust him by faith. And it seemed like there's no way that we can walk into the sea. But then God said something else. You see, we need a victory song. So a preacher, every, all the circumstances tell me that I'm a loser. I look in my checkbook. I, I open my wallet and a flea comes out, right? I, I look in my checkbook. I, I talked to one person that said, I had $1.47. Man, you know it down to the penny, right? When you're, when you're low. It's like $1.37, you check it 10 times. Hasn't changed, right? It's easy to keep. At least, thank God, that's easy to keep track of, right? $1.47. Man, I balanced my checkbook. It's done, right? But when all the circumstances seem negative, we need an authority that's above the negative. And you know that Moses was told to do something in that impossible situation. What did he say? He said, lift up your rod. What's that? What was he telling Moses to do? What was he tell us to do? Well, what's a rod? Is that Moses pray? And some people say, well, that means to pray. No, that's not what a rod is. Or to praise God. That's not what a rod is. A rod is something that a ruler carries. It's a symbol of their authority. You remember when Asahiris got married to Esther in the book of Esther? And she was told to approach the king. But she couldn't approach the king under the threat of death unless he called for her. I know that's not women's liberty, but that's the way it was back then, okay? But she went there. And it said he extended his scepter, his rod to her, and she walked up and touched the top of it, and she gained her audience with the king. But you see that Moses also had a rod, and the rod symbolized his authority 
in God. And what you know, what we need to do is realize that as he lifted up the authority in God, we as believers also, when we get into that crazy situation, we need to lift up our authority in God. And as when things go crazy, the battle's really not, you know, there was a battle that was going between Joshua and Amalek in the book of Exodus. And Moses, people think, well, that's where the battle's really going on. I like to watch battle, you know, from Iraq and Afghanistan, all these people shooting at one another. It's pretty cool to me, especially if there's Marines involved. But that's really where the battle was not going on there. The real battle was going on up on the top of the hill. And Moses was there, and Aaron was there, and Hur was there. And the Bible said when they lifted up Moses' rod, Joshua prevailed. He had the victory. And when Moses' hands got tired, and his rod came down, when I was in boot camp, in the, uh, we weren't given a rod, but we were given an M16, and they'd say, hold it out! And you're like, this is easy. It's like seven pounds. It is easy for the first few seconds and the first few minutes, but after a while... You see men like arching their back and they're like, ah, and you begin to get tired. And that's just, they got plenty of time, right? Five minutes, whatever. And then you, you see these M16s. That's what happened into Moses. So eventually that rod got heavy enough and his muscles began to, began to quiver and the rod went down and Joshua began to lose. See, the victory wasn't on the battlefield. The victory was his authority in God. It needed to be kept up. So Aaron went onto one hand and Hur went onto the other hand and they stayed up his hands and the rod went up and Joshua got the victory. Well, we don't have the rod of Moses, but we do have another rod. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus. He's the author. It didn't mean that he wrote a book, okay? It says he's the authority. God is our authority in the name of Jesus specifically. And when we lift up above this situation, you ever done that? Just like that lady didn't have anything. God, thank you for this food. In the name of Jesus, I believe it. And that's the victory soundtrack. Even though all of the circumstances say different, we need a new soundtrack. We need a soundtrack that says, God, you're greater than all of my circumstances. I need to say in Philippians, God, I can do all things through Christ because he's going to strengthen me. In fact, we taught that, or my wife taught that to the children's church, right? It's kind of like a song. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And they, they act it out. And then they say, Philippians 4.13. So preacher, but that is just a song. No, it's a soundtrack. And you know, achy, breaky heart tries to come into you. And you're no good tries to come into you. You need to put the real soundtrack. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can't see it, but I believe it by faith. He's the author and the Bible said he is... The finisher. If God started a new work in me, he's going to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. If God saved you, God's going to keep you. Not only is God going to keep you, let me tell you, God's going to bless you. And you know that one thing God talks about, you know, us giving, but you know what? God also talks about us receiving. You know, some, some people, we need, to, we need to like put our pride down and just receive something from God. I think it was Sister Velez. I was, we were trying to give her something, and she's like, no, 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 I'm good. And I said, why, are you proud? And she's like, oh, okay. I was like a donut or like, I don't know what it was. It was years ago. And so she took it. She wasn't proud. She was just, she's a, 
a go-getter and a leader, right? And I was just trying to make her take it. <laughs> but you know, sometimes we need to take a blessing. Amen. And so years later, Sister Velez offered us something, and I don't know what it was, you know. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And now, don't please don't always just come up to the pastor once and say this. But she said something like, "Why well, are you proud?" And I was like, okay, I'll take it. You know, when God tries to give you a blessing, no, I'm good, I'm good, God. No, God, I'll take it. God, I'll take that healing. I'll take that uh, promotion at work. God, I'll take that blessing. Why? Because God, he wants to bless us. God, he wants to give us something. We can say, God, I'm open. My hands are up. I've got a new soundtrack. I'm open to receive something from the Lord. The Bible said that... uh, God highly exalted Jesus at the name of Jesus. Every knee. I like that. The knees of your oppressors. The knees of the kids that are mean at school. The the knees of the people that uh, seem to be in control at the office. They're going to bow unto Jesus. Jesus Christ gives us a victory song. The Bible said that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. God's Lord. And we have a victory song. And what is it? First of all, it's about Jesus. He's the Lord. That's our rod that we can lift up. And then the second thing is it's to the Lord. Who are we singing to when we come to church? Are we trying to get louder so someone can hear us? You know, sometimes the loudest person in in the room is not the person you want to hear. My wife wasn't here one day because I think my daughter was sick. And, uh, so I could hear myself singing, and I'm like, ooh. And so I tried to change it, and it was just like, no better. I mean, I'm not trying to be self-conscious. I sang anyway, but it, it was to the Lord. It wasn't to anybody else. Please, don't accept that, because it was to Jesus from my heart, but it wasn't beautiful to behold. I'd be one of those guys that Simon Cowell would be like, that's the worst voice I've ever heard. You've got no musical talent. You need to get away from the microphone, right? That would be me. And I love Simon Cowell, right? He's, he's the bomb. You're like, everyone else is nice. Like, Come on, Simon. Hit him, Simon. You know what Simon does? He tells the truth, right? People don't like to hear it. They say the truth, what? Hurts. You know what? I'm thankful, though, and he's mellowed out over the years. But you see that as Christians, we make a joyful noise to the Lord. We're not singing to impress somebody else. That's why when you come to the house of the Lord, everyone isn't a classically trained singer. Everyone not is, might not have the key. I remember one fella, he got to where he was coming to church and uh, he had no soul. And yes, he was white too, but he had no soul. And he, he was clapping and it was just like not even close to being a beat. But he had the joy of the Lord. Nobody stopped him. Why? Because he was doing it not to impress anybody else, but he was just worshiping Jesus. And you know what? We need to realize that in my soundtrack, it doesn't benefit anybody else. They might not be going through what I'm going through, but I'm singing to the Lord. Why? Because God is my victory song and I serve an audience of one. You know, that's really all you have to impress. You know, as a guy or as a girl, we can try to impress others. We can try to strut around other people. But as a Christian, we need to realize we have one person to sing to, and that's Jesus. I've got one person that says, making melody in your heart, what? To the Lord. And Moses said he sang to the Lord. It's like singing to the Lord. You know, I only sing to the Lord because he's alive and he can hear. God can hear you. God can hear you, Cheryl, even if you're trapped in your apartment in Jersey. He can hear you. 
And you know, he's closer than a brother. He can hear you when you whisper a song. He can hear you when the soundtrack is even in your head. Say, God, I want you to know I'm feeling crazy, but I love you. And I know that you can do everything in my life. God, you're able. The psalmist said he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. They used to have like a... uh, they used to dig these pits and they kind of looked like a, like a beaker. It was, it was narrow at the, the top and then it would, it, would, it would expand out and then would use them to store uh, grain. They would use them to store water. And so at the, the bottom of these pits, they would be all wet and miry because of all the water and different things. And they would also use them as a dungeon. So if someone they didn't like, they lower them down in there. And they couldn't climb out because it was narrow at the top and wide at the bottom. And that's what David was talking about. It was like a, a dungeon. And he was talking about this sin being a dungeon. I couldn't get out. But he said, he brought me up. You know that God can bring us up. And it says, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he hath put, listen, a new song. Huh, a new soundtrack in my mouth. And it's not... You're no good, you're no good, you're no good. It's God is good, God is good, God is good. So don't use that with a worldly, worldly beat. You know that when uh, General Booth started, uh, what was that? Salvation Army in England. You know that they would go to a bar and when all the fiddles stopped scraping, they would clean it up and then they'd put chairs out and then they would have church on Sunday. And you know the songs that they would sing? They were bar songs but they would change the lyrics. Did you know that? Because so don't just say it's all, it's like no one's ever done this before. Yes, they have. In the Marines, we used to actually sing like British bar songs and stuff, and we would just put Marine lyrics in there. You might not have known that, but that's where they came from. But you know that uh, the Bible said he put a new song in my mouth, even praise to our God. And many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. You know, the Bible says in the very next verse of Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20, giving thanks always for all things. You know what? If I got to go through something, I'm going to give thanks unto the Lord for it. Why? Because the Bible says in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. No matter what I'm going through, God, help me be thankful. No matter what I'm going through, help my soundtrack be the new soundtrack. Help it be a victorious soundtrack. God, if I'm going to go through it, I remember I wanted to fix my car and I said, how much? They're like $535. I'm like, what? Thank you. Went to the next place. I don't even think I said goodbye. Okay, went to the next place. How much? They said like $284 plus parts. I'm like, Thank you. So I bought a $3 part and I did it for like $30, right? But you know what? A lot of times the world's going to say, this is what's going to happen. This is going to just say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. God's got a victory for me somewhere. I just have to keep trusting God. I have to keep going forward and keep that victory soundtrack and submit myself and say, God, if I don't know what's going on, let me stay thankful. Let my soundtrack stay victorious because the last thing Moses sang a song. Now, this is the most important thing of the day for what God had already done. Hmm. Why was he given a victory? Because he believed and knew that God had already triumphed over Pharaoh. You know that when God opened the Red Sea, 
So many miracles happened there. The whole nation walked through, not on mushy ground, right? But on dry ground. That's a miracle. And then when they got out, Pharaoh came in right behind them, right? We know what God started to do? He started to knock off the chariot wheel. Boom, boom, boom. I don't know if he let the ground get all mushy or if the, the angels kind of just stuck their finger in the spokes. And then the, the, the rim just fell off. And it said that these Egyptians just drove them harder and they were pursuing. They wanted to get these Israelites. And then God, the same way that God led his people out, he destroyed the enemy and the sea returned to its strength. And he destroyed all of Pharaoh and they were all dead men. God destroyed everything. And you know, God in the cross destroyed everything from our past, but he's already done it. We can sing a victory song because the Bible says, notice in Romans chapter 6, verse 6, knowing this, that our old man, that old me, is crucified with him. When was Jesus crucified? He was crucified almost 2,000 years ago. Do you know that God's already achieved our victory 2,000 years ago? It's not like we have to hope that he's going to give us the victory. The source of our victory is way way back. So preacher, it's as good as done. The Bible said that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. And I like this, Paul. I'm about to close. He said in Acts 27 they were in this big storm and it said he said, there stood by me this night the angel of God. And I like this. Whose I am and whom I serve. You know, we should all say that with God. I belong to God and I serve God. If someone doesn't like it, they can lump it. Because God's so good, God's so good, God's so good. Anyway, let me say it again, right? And then what did the angel say? Fear not, Paul. Don't let the soundtrack change on you. When your car breaks down, when your body breaks down. It happens to all of us, right? Saying, fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. You're going to Rome. And lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. You see, the storm was still raging, but God said, your victory is already assured. You're going to make it. It's already done. And then he said, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God. It shall be even as it was told me. He said, my soundtrack is positive. The wind and the waves were still kicking. You know, when Peter went to walk on the water with Jesus, the wind didn't stop, the waves didn't stop, it was still dark, and Peter was walking on the water. On top of all the circumstances, on top of the storm, on top of everything else, walking on the water to go to Jesus. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, there's a, there's a chorus that says, look what the Lord has done. Look what he's already done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. It's a song of victory. I'm going to praise his name. It's a song unto the Lord. Each day is just the same. Come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. He's already done it. You know what faith says this morning? If you're not a Christian, faith says, you know what? Why am I struggling with this thing? God has already given me the victory on the cross. <laughs> I could have that victory 2,000 years ago. Not now. So preacher, but I'm facing something at work. I'm facing something with my car. Guess what? We will for the rest of our life, right? But guess what? There's a soundtrack that says, you know what? God's given me a victory song. God's given me a song of triumph because the name of Jesus has already succeeded. 
He has all power in heaven and all power in earth. Thy will be done on earth, our prayer says, as it is in heaven. Are there sick people in heaven? No. Are there people that are destitute in heaven? No. And he said, you know what, God? Your will be down here too. The victory that's in heaven, be it down here, just like it is in heaven, just like it has been in heaven for eternity. It's already done. I don't know what your victory song is today. If it's a Sunday song, make it a Saturday song. Make it a Wednesday song. Make it TGIF on Tuesday. Thank God I'm forgiven because God's already accomplished it. And this morning, God wants you to change your soundtrack. You know, you can start it with a simple prayer. Say, God, this one's out. You know what? I might feel no good, but you're good, God. And you can do good things. You can finish that work that you started in me. You can bless me. You can save me. You can fill me with the Holy Ghost. You can heal me. You can do something in my marriage. You can do something in my life. God is that type of God. Before you find a place to pray, I had hurt my knee. I don't know how it happened some years ago. And I was on crutches for a long time. And I just stick them behind the pulpit and, and preach, you know. And eventually, I got sick of it. I was sick of being on crutches. Well, you can't just be sick of being sick. Well, okay. But I was. And so at work, I used to start to mow the lawn with a, a hand mower, with a regular push mower. And I would hop with, I'd use one crutch and I'd push the mower a little bit and use one crutch and push the mower. And my boss came and stopped me. He said, if OSHA sees us, we're going to be in trouble. But God began to heal me. He began to heal my knee until I threw the crutches away. So save them for later. No, someone else can need them and use them. God healed me. God is a healing God. And that victory soundtrack says, God, you can do it for me. How's your soundtrack today? Do you need to change it? You know what? You can start it today. Well, you know what, God? I'm going to say it in my mind. God, you can do it for me. God, you can give me the victory now. God, you can give me the victory 2,000 years ago, and I'm going to start to proclaim it. I don't have an achy, breaky heart. I have a heart bursting with praise for a God that's amazing and a God who will never change. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's find a place to pray. God bless you is our prayer. These altars are a place of meeting with God. God is changing soundtracks. And you need God to change your soundtrack? Say, God, I need a soundtrack change. You know what? I need a blessing. I need to be healed. I need something in my life. Why don't you come down to an altar and say, God, I'm meeting with you. I'm trusting you. It's a victory song. God never saved anyone for them to be a loser, but they're a winner. In Christ. Speaking to yourself. Psalms. Him, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Father, have your way, God, in this service. Speak to our hearts, God. Change our dialogue inside. Lord, let it be a dialogue with you. A dialogue of victory. A dialogue of conquering. A dialogue of overcoming. Let it be a song that's catchy in our heart, God. Trials come to make me strong. Oh, 
Trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God.